Welcome to the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, Brett Steele, and I am joined once again by Mr. Jonathan Detroit Haynes. How's it going, man? Yo, yo, yo. I'm back. I'm back on the river. We're back home in Oakview. Ready to get the show going. How you doing? I'm doing all, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I feel this. I have on good authority. This is his last miss show. I told him we could not afford this this much paternity leave if we had 40 listeners, maybe, but only with 30. Um, we, we just don't have that type of budget. So so I think uh, Mr. Phil and all his production glory is going to come back, going to come back next week. Uh, what do we have on the docket today, sir? All right. This week, well, we're going to start out with our week five recap. Like we always do. Then for that, after that, we have a segment where it's called a hill you're going to die on for like a unpopular unpopular sports opinion could be anything i think it's gonna be a little bit fun i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of blowback for my issues and then we'll do our week six predictions and our locks of the week all right so take it away take it away kdfl week five take it away let's roll week one or week first game there we go (laughs) we start in hurricane as the dunbar dobermans win this go into hurricane or is it hurricane I never understand why. Because of where you're from. Anyways, they go on the road to try to get their first win. And Josh Allen drops a whopping 40 points on that terrible Kansas City defense. Uh, When you look at the Wampus Cats, not much to look at, except for Justin Herbert this week, 47 points. Kyler Murray with the pedestrian, 14 points. Uh, The Dobermans actually pulled this (laughs) – Actually pulled this one out, and he left 141 points on the bench, but he's still he had enough from his starters to get his first victory of the year. That's it. Every, yeah, no, there's not a, a, a winless team now. Awesome, awesome. So next we go to your hometown, uh, Elkview, where you are hosting the Canal County Kings. More on this later, but Monday night was the Lamar show as he scores 46. Kareem Hunt is paying off early for that for the trade that the Kings had with the Barons. He he pours in 26 of his own. Devontae Adams was appeared to be the only target in Cincinnati for the Packers this past week. He scores 38. And the River Rats uh score. Is this a is this a uh, team career high for the River Rats? You know, I don't know that. I'm pretty sure I've had it 300 a couple times. That's something I'll have to check into. Rare air. As the River Rats win, that was hard to say. River Rats win three fourteen to one ninety eight. Next, we go Hello. with the Bearded Bastards on the road, taking on his arch nemesis, the Wake Forest Lumberjacks. This is basically far right versus far left. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and man, I think the Bearded Bastards might be a little bit snake bitten this year. They came in with probably the most stacked team or stack roster. Uh, he loses CMC for a while. Now he's got Russell Wilson out for, I don't know, was it eight weeks possibly? The Lumberjacks, they just killed it. Uh, you have Matt Ryan scoring 24 points. Where'd that come from? Derrick Henry with 31. He had quite a few players that get over 20 points this week as he takes down the Bearded Bastards by 66 points. Next, we go to Marmette, where the Midnight Riders host the Renegades. 
And it's our return of one of our favorite players in the history of the KDFL pod. Andre Eckler scores 33. <laughs> he looked dominant. And then, you know, who else has looked dominant the past two weeks? Jonathan Taylor, 32 points for him. He looked like, I mean, legit what he was drafted as. The big power running back with a lot of speed. Also, shout out. Kyle Pitts, welcome to the NFL. He he scores 27. Oh, but it was a nice balanced attack by the Marmot Midnight Riders because their new their next two highest are old Teddy B. Bridgewater with 20 and just Jefferson with 19. This he also left 100 plus easy points on the bench, but came away with the win, even though the Renegades made it late early or made it close late. Wow, made it late early. Made it close late on Monday night. They still lose to the Marmette Midnight Riders, 236 to 244. Next, we have the Cross Vegas Gamblers, the defending champs, going to visit the undefeated South Hills Evil Empire. We have Tom Brady going off 43 points. Uh, he also got a whopping five points out of Daniel Jones, but it didn't matter as his team put up 290 points against the Evil Empire, and that's going to win you most weeks. You look at the Evil Empire's roster this week, Mahomes was a little disappointed with 19. Uh, you also have to look at the projections last week. The Evil Empire was projected to score 241.6, and they scored 241.88. So just wasn't enough. And the Carlos Vegas Gamblers get a much-needed win to go 3-2 and two as the Evil Empire get their first loss of the season. Now, what's up next? The game of the week. It's the game of the week. Oh, the Melbourne <laughs> Mega Powers have the Polka Pharmacist in town. This game had everything. It had intrigue. It had the pharmacists trying to pull out all the stops. They traded away a first rounder to try to beat me. They gave up a Zeke, basically, we'll say. We'll call it, based on the going rate. Gave up a Zeke. To, that's how bad the Savage Bowl. That's how bad you want to win the Savage Bowl if you're the pharmacist or the Mega Powers. Gave up a Zeke, screwed up the trade, had the commissioner do what he always does and favor one team more than another and push it through uh, anyway. Yeah. Shout, yeah, out Phil. Yeah. I had, shout out, Phil. I had your back. Push it through. Use magical, magical, uh, magical powers. powers. Yeah, to force it through. People. Yeah. Oh, cousins contributed a whopping thirteen points. Glad to. Thanks for coming out. Um, on the mega power side, Dak Prescott does what he always does. Comes through twenty three points for him. Mike Evans, actually leading scorer for the pharmacist, had an amazing game with twenty nine. Even first-round Zeke poured in 25 himself, trying to really just make those first-round picks flying out the door worth it. Oh, But then, who came through? Who came through on Monday night? Mr. 2021 Draft Hot Topic himself, Mark Andrews with 40, what? 42 points. Mark <laughs> Daddy Andrews puts the mega powers over the top. And this one, honestly, if we're being real, some people shine under the bright lights. Some people curl up into a field position and just hope they go away. 
If we look, if I mean, thanks for coming out, Mark, but it might not even be necessary. 226 to 185. Sometimes you just have people's numbers. Is what it is. I have to ask you one thing about this game. Did you have some evil genius plan? Because you're the biggest Kirk Cousins. I want to say, not say fan, but you're the, his biggest defender. You're always defending him, telling him how great he is for fantasy. Didn't we do this and before? Then, and I know. And then someone We've trades done this before. Him, yeah. Trades him to get to play against you. You must be listening to the podcast. And we appreciate it. And then it just backfires. Look, look, in Melbourne, we don't, we're not, we not really have championship aspirations. Okay. There's a few games out there I want to win. I want to beat you, of course. Uh, would love to give the commission a run. My record against Nick is terrible. LJ, LJ might have passed you this week with the smack talk, with the disrespect. He may have passed you this week <laughs> on the rivalry rankings. But guess what trophy's coming home to me? I don't know how clear this is. Yeah, oh, it's clear as day, baby. That oh, trophy, yeah. that trophy is coming home. Mega powers improve two and three. And that's your KDFL week five. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so. <laughs> You look back at this week, uh, these games. I don't know if you want to talk about fantasy or actually the NFL. I do. I would on this fantasy football podcast. I would like to talk about it. Okay. Well, which is there a particular game or anything you want to talk about? I did. I'm about. Well, go. Well, you had a point. I thought, and then I derailed you. No, I was just going to say there was a few things I wanted to touch on. Like I touch have to on do it every, I have to do it every week now. The Chargers and Justin Herbert. Justin My Trash man. Herbert, he's referred to as. Yeah, I'm sorry. Justin Trash Herbert. Hmm. He's not that good. I keep hearing that. What's your thoughts? Are the Chargers for real? You you know, I get tired of this because we're going to avoid talking about what I always talk. Okay. We'll mix a little bit of both, right? NFL and, and fantasy. This dude, this Brandon Staley, I, I think I'm in love. I think I'm legitimately like, I think I'm in love. Yeah. I'm so mad we hired Arthur Smith now. And Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith's been doing well. He's, uh, the team's been improving week after week, whatever. But this Brandon Staley is doing exactly everything. If, if old Brett was down there coaching up his team, <laughs> he's, he's going for all and every fourth down, basically. He's hardly kicking any field goals. He's hardly kicking any extra points. Oh, that was a like wild it. game. Wild. In the end, the Browns have a really good defense. Stefanski's right up there with him in the same, same vein. Yeah. Stefanski, Stefanski has a nice little mix because he focuses on the run game a lot, which is very nice like to it. see. That's a little more old school in my book. Yeah, Russell Wilson getting hurt this week, that's going to hurt a lot of people in fantasy. I said this. The- I said this because I know I talk about it and it's weird when I always bring everything back to myself, but I do. I did legitimately have that injury. That's why I showed my finger. In the- that's the most athletic I've felt in years. Russell Wilson having the same injury that I once had in my life. <laughs> that's the most athletic I've felt in years. Yeah, but what, what did you tell us? You, you didn't miss any time? I played the next week, Russ. I was out there snapping the ball the next week. That's um, right. No, it's actually terrible because you can't – You can't. it doesn't hurt. He can't close it. Like, I didn't get my full range back until – I'm going to say almost a year. Uh, <laughs> but you can't – You can't. he can't close it. But he'll have the surgery so he won't look like a deformed idiot like I do with my hand. So, um, yeah. I mean, when I think athletes, I think of Brett Steele on the same page as Russell Wilson. Right? I mean, it's basically the same. Yeah, it's basically we, the same. Our, our fingers are just as strong. Yeah. That's a fact. Yours might be even stronger. That's a fact. I played next week. <laughs> oh, let's talk. I know you don't want to do like a whole state of our team segment, but let's talk about the Lions real quick. Dude, it's going exactly according to plan. I know you don't like it. It's exactly no. according to plan. I mean, I just want to see them get one win this year. They're going to get one win. They play. Hey, I hope. 
They play. Man, they keep, they're, get, they're getting killed with injuries. They just lost their all pro center. That's yeah. not going to help. We have no wide receivers as it is. What's going on with TJ Hawkinson? That's Off strange. Never, he doesn't even throw, he throws it to Swift all the time. Well, so, check down. He's got to check it down. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Boom. that was a brutal way. Hey, and I know we're going to harp on it. Field goals was the name of the game. Get him out, guys. Useless. They're so annoying. That, that, I love that, it. That, it was a perfect week. It was a perfect week for my argument. You have to agree. I still like it. It was a perfect week of, of games being decided by very unathletic, not mainstay players of the teams. And it's all not athletic. I'm sure it's pretty athletic. hard to kick a football. I mean, Be okay. Accurate. As athletic as the other players on the team. Let's say that. But, you have a good field goal cooker. You have a great weapon. Look at Baltimore. Well, they do. They do. But I will say this. Man, if we just hold if, – if the Falcons just hold on against the football team, we're exactly where I wanted to be. I said – remember I said three and two, and we go to the bye. Two and three, we go to Miami. I'll be in the stands, not this week, but next. We're going to bye week this week. I'll be in the stands in Miami. Hopefully we get the W because the Dolphins haven't, haven't been very impressive this year. Who are you going with? The wife is going to this one. Nice. Yeah, the wife is going to this one. So, uh, should be a great time. Should be a great time. I love that the both teams are uh, not doing well because the tickets are going down, down, down in price after that expensive oh. box trip. I, I take it you haven't bought the ticket yet? No, because I want to see what they do. Good call. Good call. I want the Dolphins to lose this week and we'll try again. All righty. What else do you have else? in the NFL? I don't not, – not a whole lot. I mean, Tampa Bay bounce back. I still don't like their defensive backs, but they get healthy later on in the year. Probably be just like last year. Cowboys offense looks legit. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who they got this week. I think the it Cow- might be some. Yeah. Um, my computer just went out on me. Uh, the Cowboys, the Patriots. Yeah. They got the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, I knew they had a tougher defense this week. So that'd be interesting to see. Cardinals still undefeated. And the Bills. Got to talk about the Bills. I think, you know. Did the torch get passed in the AFC? I think the Chiefs' problem is is obviously their defense. We know their defense is terrible. I saw somewhere, it might have been on ESPN or somewhere, where they talked about, it might have been Orlowski, talking about how the Rams' greatest show on turf is considered like the greatest offense of all time. Well, the Chiefs' defense has given up more yards and points than what that offense was scoring that year. So that's historically bad. The Bills, I have to say, it's probably the best team in the league, even though the Cardinals are still undefeated. But, yeah, I think Holmes is, Mahomes is trying to do too much, too. And I'm telling you, I'm worried about the, the recipe being out there. If you, if you can slow Hill – I mean, it's not easy to do. If, right. you can, if you can take Hill out, it seems to be a little bit of struggle because the rest Everyone's of the weapons – Everyone watched that Tampa Bay Super Bowl. And that's what they well, did. That was basically. more about the line. Well, it was. Well, more about yeah, but they them. did focus on shutting down Hill. They did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play name this player with you real quick. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, last two it. last two weeks. It's a current current quarterback. Last oh. two weeks, PFF grades of eighty five point six and eighty nine point one. QBR of ninety two point seven and eighty eight point two. Seventy four percent completion percentage. Seven hundred nine yards. Five touchdowns. No picks. This is a Matt Ryan. Ah, this is Matt Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I always go with Matt Ryan. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. It feels good to have him playing well, at least for a little bit here. So, 
All right. Anything else on the actual NFL? Games? No, not really. Nothing much. Okay. Like you said, field goals was a big thing this week. Field goals, they're going to do it less and less, I'm telling you. And I, uh, I spoke it into fruition. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, this segment is going to be a little bit ludicrous. Yeah, it's going to be. Hill you down. Now, for the sake of everybody, Detroit's going to go first here, but for the sake of for the sake of everything, we know a lot of my main gripes. We know the field goal thing, which we already joked about a few times today. Um, so we're going to leave that one out. Everybody knows how I feel about that. So obviously that's not going to be mine. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've touched on things like I think baseball should go adopt a DH for everything. But, you know, I didn't do anything like that. But, okay, so this hill that you're going to die on is supposed to be for something that's like an unpopular opinion that most people wouldn't think. And my number one thing, and I can already hear the people yelling at the screams and calling me an idiot. Bill Belichick is overrated. Oh, that's so stupid. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's great as everyone thinks he is. And let me back it up with some facts here. My man is 282 and 139. He has a 670 winning percentage. However, with Brady, Brady had a 77 winning percentage with the Patriots. Without Brady, Bill Belichick is 63 and 75. He went 36 and 44 with the Cleveland Browns. Before Brady took over New England, he was five and thirteen. Uh, last year he was seven and nine. Yeah, I know it was a short, you know, COVID year, whatever. He's two and three this year. His drafting is so overrated. He's only had one Pro Bowler since 2013. And for any of you schmucks that want to say, well, that's Shaw Goody coach years. They made the playoffs during those years. That's because of Brady and what Brady brings to the table. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying he's not as great as everyone tries to make him out to be. And his record shows that before Brady and after Brady. So what's your thoughts? It's not like they're playing with the same deck. I get that. What did Brady do in Tampa? They hadn't made the playoffs in 13 years. Okay. But if Brady is oh, okay, because if Brady, I'm doing just devil's advocate here. Cause I don't believe Bel- 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 Belichick is whatever, but Say Brady, say Belichick just goes to the Bucks and Brady has to quarterback that New England team. They're not doing anything. The one that Cam had, they're not doing anything. Yeah, but I, I get tired of seeing. Well, they both deserve equal amount. They do of both deserve equal. No, they don't. both of them. Does, both does of Bill them Jackson stole... get get all as much credit as Michael Jordan does? No, he doesn't. No, it's different though, because both no. Brady and Belichick stole that film. Both of them covered it up. It was a joint <laughs> effort. It was a joint effort. No, I, I'm, I'm not buying it. Brady has more to do with the Patriots' success than Bill Belichick did. That is a fact. It's I will, I will give it. you, I will give you that Brady's approach to the team philosophy of the game has almost maybe a majority because I don't. Whatever, he's not the most physically gifted quarterback we've ever seen, but his ability to you know, work within the team, take less money, and then, you know, still execute at a very high level, obviously. Um, I think that is the main key contributor. And Belichick is primarily a defensive mind, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't know. I just think, like I said. After I this believe- last, uh, there would have been a spicier argument if, if this last year hadn't happened. 
Um, because after this last year, it's kind of hard to to lean with Bill. It's also unfair because one of them gets to still play and still, you know, <laughs> one of them's coaching. You know, what I mean, he's only he can only do so much. Uh, one of them it can actually can literally affect the game, you know, on the field. So I don't know. I hate them both. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like. I said I I don't believe that he deserves as much credit as Brady. He has to show it to me. Like do something without Brady. Are you of Let's the belief? See. Are you of the belief that Brady becomes Brady no matter who he's under? Not no matter, not no matter who. Okay, say Brady, who Mike Shanahan. Let's just throw out a, a respected coach yeah, in that I, era. Do you think he becomes Brady still? I think he does. I don't know if he wins seven Super Bowls. Well, no, he doesn't. But I definitely think he he, he would be great because it was it was in him. All it oh, took was a go. chance to get in. My there God, I'm a throw up. I'm a throw up. It was <laughs> in him. It was. He has the leadership skills. Players buy into him. He's just the best. I just love saying. I love that we so spun it. it. I love that we spun it all the way back to Brady. Of course. Where were those leadership skills at Michigan? <laughs> he left, he did really well at Michigan. That last season, man, he took off. Won a lot of games. Won the Orange Bowl against Alabama. Hey, you did well. All right. So, I hate that I also did an overrated for my, my main one. All right. Watch it be about Brady. It's not about Brady. <laughs> I, I'd be sick. I, that would be awful if I did it. No, it's not. Who would you say is the most overrated franchise in sports? From a whole... Whole I mean, standpoint from a whole, let's say last 30 years, whole last 30 years standpoint, our, our sports lives, basically. Well, mine's a lot longer than yours. Well, as I said, 30 okay, years. I know. Modern uh, I will, sports era. Great radio. That's tough. I'm, I might go with the Lakers. What? They have a ton of champions. They have a three-peat in there. Well, you're saying you, you asked uh, me the okay. question. Okay, let me narrow it down. I did. I didn't expect you to go with people that actually rattled off a ton of championships. All right, let me let me, let me me go. Okay, it's fine. Let me narrow it down. NFL franchise, the most overrated okay, NFL franchise. NFL. Who would you say? I hope, if you say mine, I'm going to be so upset. Well, if it's NFL overrated the last 30 years, it's got to be the Dallas Cowboys. It's not the Dallas Cowboys. Again, three championships in there. Um, they haven't won three championships in the last 30 years, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I guess in the 90s. The 90s. Yeah, my bad. Let me There's tell Detroit you. Let me tell you. Everybody. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you the most. I really wish our cohort was here. The Green Bay Packers are by oh, far yeah. and away the oh, most yes. overrated franchise in can the we, NFL can, in all of sports. They are we, prompt. Can we cut what? this? Can what? we rewind and cut this so I can agree no, with you? No, because if you guess mine, it makes it less powerful. If you guess mine, it makes it less oh. – it's a shock moment. Less. The most yeah, overrated franchise in all – not just NFL, I think all of sports, propped up by two great quarterbacks that they wasted. Let me hear that again. That they wasted them. One championship apiece is not enough. Let's say this right now. Let, let's do some examples. The Niners. The Niners had an all-time great quarterback. They got four. And then tacked one on with another great quarterback right after. Yeah. The Patriots had an all-time, maybe the all-time greatest quarterback. They got seven, and four of them, or three or four of them, were done on the up and up, were done legally. 
<laughs> I love you. you catch I like it. I just hate I that. do like it. I just went with Lakers and I went. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots won seven. Four of them they did legally. Um, now, I mean, yeah, I, I um, I mean, I see what you're saying. What what are the, what are the, what would you say are the five top NFL franchises last three years? I'm going to go in, in no particular order: Patriots, Steelers, Cowboys, Niners, Packers. Probably right. I'm, I'm one Why would there. you go Cowboys? They haven't really done last thirty years. Last thirty years. Oh, thirty. Yeah. But have they? Yeah. I mean, the '90s they won some. Who but... else would you put in that realm of like known as like the historical franchises, like the bedrocks of successful franchises? It's the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. Okay, let's let's put it like this. You won one with Favre. You won one with Rodgers so far. Big Ben's won two with the Steelers. And I don't think he's anywhere near the caliber of quarterback those two are. As and I think he had to go against – and he had Peyton and Brady in, yeah. in his conference. Yes, he did. Oh. All Rodgers had was Matt Ryan. Sorry. Now, um, <laughs> now let's let's look at it. Let's look at it in vacuum. People say, well, they won championships. I think it's a waste. Rodgers only wins one championship. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I think it's a waste. Favre only won one. Think if Mahomes is think if Mahomes stays at this MVP level for another 10, 12 years, and they only get the one they got. That's going to be looked at like a waste. I agree. So there it is. The Green Bay Packers, the biggest, the biggest. I used to say, I used to say Rodgers. I used to say Rodgers was the most overrated player in the NFL because of his accolades and no results. And then I did a little bit deeper. I actually, and I thought about it a little bit more. It's not Rodgers. It's the Packers. Packers themselves, they handle these quarterback situations. They've handled them terribly twice now. How do you not learn? Um, yeah. Okay, can I uh, go back and touch on my Lakers comment? <laughs> yes, correct yourself. The only you reason why me. I said that was because Besides Kobe, none of it was like homemade talent that they drafted or whatever. They pretty much just bought players and got players that came over like LeBron and Shaq. I get it. That was just my reason. Well, you thinking. also didn't it know was, where I was, it was going. Was a bad with it. take, but well, you didn't know where I was going with it either. Yeah. True. So yeah. So it's kind of my fault. You think about. All right. Okay. What's you got? Any other stupid ones? Yeah, this one's this one's kind of out there, but all right. I'm gonna go to Major League Baseball. And my rant is, I think all baseball fields should be the same exact no, dimension. No! What? That's one of my stupid ones that you're supposed to laugh at. <laughs> that is awesome. Are Woo! you kidding me? I am dead serious. They should all be the same. This is bullcrap, <laughs> but they're not. I, have, I, I, I took it one step farther to stay stupider, by the way, but go ahead. But yeah, the reason why is, look at football. It's the same field. Basketball is the same court. It's why do why do baseball get to make their dimensions different? Now you're just there is I don't know. I just think there's nothing more frustrating than when somebody pops out the warning track, and then the next thing that comes up is they show that player that popped out their home field, and they go, "Well, that would have been a home run at Blinkham yeah. Park." That's bullcrap. It should be universal. Saying I cannot believe I'm rubbing, I'm rubbing off on you. I cannot believe that you went there. Okay, you ready? You ready for me to take that one step further with the sure, stupidity? If if baseball stadiums can be different sizes, I want NBA courts to be customizable. I want the Warriors <laughs> to get to play. I want the Warriors to get to play with a forty foot three pointer, and nothing else. I want the side dimensions to be different. Think how absurd it would be. It'd be hilarious. Um, 
I uh, agree, man. The tall, the that team is, with the tallest players get a 13 foot rim. Amazing. <laughs> I cannot believe we hit the same exact. Thing. Oh my God. I cannot believe <laughs> that you had the baseball field. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. God, you other, have, go ahead. I have a couple little ones. Uh, no one really cares about like, uh, one thing I hate in the NBA, I think should be outlawed, is you can't advance the ball in a timeout. I think that's stupid. I agree. You're just kind of rewarding offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't like that. Another one that I had, and nobody will even care about this, is I think the NHL should do their rinks like the international. I don't know if you're too familiar with it. The international mm-hmm. rinks are wider. They're like uh, 98 and a half feet wide, where the NHL is only 85. So when like when the Olympics happen and you have like the best players going against each other, there's so much more action because there's more ice. Right. They do. I feel like they. Okay. So I've just started like probably the last two years, like really watching NHL consistently. Like last night, I stayed up for right. go, go Knights, go baby. I stayed up for the I stayed up for the Golden go Knights Red Wings. Game. Red Wings. <laughs> I stayed up for the Golden Knights game with the Kraken and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, so I've really gotten into it, but it amazes me that an NHL goal was ever scored. They seem yeah. like they're so crowded and on top of yeah. each other. I don't understand. And with the, oh, wow, I just, I just ping up. Here's one of my biggest sports heels to die on. And if, if Keith's listening, I hope that, uh, that he just had the same bell go off because we've argued about this before many times. Offsides in NHL and soccer is the dumbest yeah, role I, in sports. In soccer. Why it's do I have to have the first? Well, I don't understand why the person with the ball slash puck has to be the first across the line. That's stupid. That's not in the NBA. And the NBA doesn't even have goalies. Like I well, have, I have someone down there whose dude, specific job is to stop that. I don't, you're going to probably be too young to remember this, but they, they used to have, they might still have the red line there at center ice. Yeah. That goes across. Yeah. Before it was illegal to do a two line pass. Okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. It is. It was so dumb. They finally got rid of that, which made it open up a little bit more. But the players and everything have gotten bigger and faster. And I just think the the NHL ranks are just a little too small. And I think if you widen it up, when you argue that the offsides rule to most hockey fans, they get pissed. They get legitimately mad. Like, no, I don't understand it, dude. I don't just let them go. I want some scoring. Um, Yeah, I just I, I would understand it if there was no goalie. But you have somebody designed to stop the puck. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, and then it's say like, oh, you'll be a man down on defense if somebody just waits down there. Basketball, it does that doesn't happen. Somebody just doesn't wait on the other side of the rim for somebody to hate the ball. So I guess I, I guess they don't want to see like 15, 15 to 12 hockey games and stuff like that. But yeah, offsides, hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> Anyone more? I got like maybe one. I want, no, because I cannot believe we had the baseball field. I'm still a little rattled from that. Um, go ahead. That's insane. I am going to. <laughs> You're rattled too. I'm going gonna... to advocate for. What have I become? <laughs> I'm going to advocate for PEDs to be allowed in baseball. I thought about doing this one. <laughs> Not in football because you're actually hitting each other in contact and all that. But Chicks dig the long ball. Yeah. Why? Is someone's willing to put that in their body? I don't understand why, why we care. Well, because pitchers should get to use it too, right? Juice pitcher. Right. No, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the pitchers using that sticky stuff, whatever it's called. The, the thing that they were complaining about this year. Uh, the, the tack. The tack, tack. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. But 
whatever. I was also completely fine. And I think, I guess I got a little bit lost. I was also completely fine with the stealing of signs. Um, but it, it went over the yeah. line, but it went over the line with the use of electronics. But I think some people are just oh, mad yeah, about yeah. stealing of signs in general. I kind of abandoned ship on that take when I realized they were using electronics. But um, yeah, that's but yeah. yeah, still signs. Hide them better. Um, but yeah, that's basically all I got. Yeah, I don't have anything else either. That's pretty fun. That was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I cannot believe, at least we got the field moment. Um, okay. So go ahead, people. Give me your hate. I, I want to get I want to get the reactions to those. I'm sure to be all positive all the time. And I also want to hear some that we have left out. Yes, absolutely. I want to hear I want to hear some people's uh, cre- creative ones. Like um, I said, I didn't want to do generic ones like make the DH for both leagues. That's just that's, that's there's a lot of people player. believe this. And like that. we did, like we did in the chat. NFL football, both teams need to possess the ball. That's pretty. I don't even think it's con- because we were trying to do controversial. We try to do things yeah. that people don't that people don't agree with. I think everybody, most people, would agree that both teams should touch the ball. Now, um, back by popular demand, almost getting more of now. Brett's big brain segment. Now, now this one's out there. I, this was going to be one of mine, but then Tim hit on it in the chat. This was going to be one of mine for a future week. NFL teams, and I'm going to expand on it with this actual week's NFL teams and, you know, whatever, football teams in general, need to f- practice and focus more on laddering, lateraling the ball more. You could set that up. so You could get so much more, and especially at the beginning when the de- defenses won't be ready for it, you're going to have some disaster plays that go horribly wrong, fumbles, intercepting the lateral, whatever, but they will not be looking for it at first. Lateraling, that's hard to say, the ball more needs to be a focal point in these returns and in these regular plays. Regular passes with design laterals need to make it part of your offense. Brandon Staley, my new bay, I'm talking to you. Get it know. in your offense. Now, are you ready for the new stupidness? Okay, let's hear it. I want teams to try this more. I don't understand why it doesn't happen, especially with the taller wide receivers and especially on Hail Mary plays. Tell me why this wouldn't work. Oh, God. <laughs> Quarterbacks need to focus on aim. Okay, let's say let's we got a guy, Calvin Johnson, we got Julio Jones and Randy Moss, a tall, tall freak of a guy. Right. Mo Alley Cox for the Colts. Let's do that. You have a high receiver. I need you to chuck the ball almost completely out of bounds, not like 50 feet over, but going out of bounds to where no one can get it. I need the wide, I need this to be a set play. I need the wide receiver to jump out of bounds, catch it in the air, and throw it back. To one of his players that are waiting for it, that are ready for it, that no one will be around. Why would they be around him? It will work, bro. It would work. Do you know how hard that is? To no, it's not that 50, hard. 60 yards down the field and time it perfect. He's got the little but don't get me fair. I didn't say 50, 60 yards. I mean, Hail Mary's, I think, would work more than Hail what Mary, they do now. Well, I, I'm thinking about for Hail Mary's, I'm thinking about towards the back of the end zone, throw it out the back, jump up, grab it, throw it. And if you don't have it, you gotta be. It's gonna take some athleticism. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If you don't might, have it, throw it at the ground. That might be the most ridiculous one you've came up. No, with so it's far. not. It would work more than you think, and you can dump out of it. Just throw it to the ground if it doesn't work. Why do you want to take a chance on? I'm, well, these are late game situations where why not just get open and throw it to the open receiver? Sometimes these are in late game situations where this, this type of ridiculousness is called for. So you're just a thinking there's going to be no defender around the, the defender's going to be there cornerbacks are smaller 
you got to throw it's like I'm picturing like you're throwing into the post. This is a, such a simplified version. It's so terrible. You're throwing into the post to um, let's say Rudy Gobert guarded by <laughs> guarded by Russell Westbrook, but not like he can't jump like that. So you get it up there. And he can get it. He's got to take That's it. Got to so throw it back. Stupid. This is so dumb. What made me think about it was the the rule. The thing is, can you dunk it from the foul line and it count as a foul shot? Stuff like that. Because you leave. It's from where you take off. So if you take off inbounds and throw it back, it's good to go. Y'all asked for this. From the I got foul line? Well, no, not dunk, but jump towards the rim and lay it in. Like, there's no reason you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Unless they make it to where you can't leave your feet. But in the NFL, you can leave your feet. Oh, so you're going God. out of bounds, you grab it, you throw it back. Hey, the odds of that working, Brett, are so... They're not that different. Minuscule. These are world-class athletes. Oh, my gosh. Y'all ask for this segment. Just get open. Right, y'all I'm ask saying. for... No, and in times that you can't get open, you're scrambling to the right, you're going to throw it away, try to throw it. Just right. I need an accurate quarterback to do this. <laughs> Just right. <laughs> Come on. Y'all wow, ask for this. This, is this isn't even the voice when I have. There's plenty more. I wish but we I got to stretch like it out a, for the weeks. I wish, we had a little, I wish we had the budget to have like a little animation so you could show it. I hope everybody's <laughs> seeing it right. Okay. I'm going to yeah. end up drawing the animation. You throw it to where only they can catch it. They catch it. They catch it like that. And they find open receiver who should be where they think they're going to be. <laughs> Apparently they're suspended in the air for like ten minutes. They, <laughs> Apparently they, defensive backs are just not doing anything. They, they're they're tiny, bro. They're tiny. They've never seen this before. They don't know what to do. Okay. So you take it and you throw it back, like three or four yards. You throw it back to somebody, and they take off. Okay. Works. Wow! Can't wait to get the feedback on this. Segment. That's Brett's big brain. Now, <laughs> see you next week. Where I, where I talk, I'm gonna go ahead and give a spoiler for next week. Next week I talk about what. Players and the uh, offensive players, other than the quarterback, should be doing more often than they do. Actually, they don't do it at all, and they should be doing it all the time. All right. No one's right. going to guess it. No one's going to guess it, so no. I can give the spoiler. Are you ready for week six? Do you think we nah. should show our obligation to the people? We're already gone, yeah. We've already gone near an hour, by the way. Uh, well, might as well go a little bit over. All, all right. right, so it's time for week six predictions. Are you ready? Oh, are you ready? Yes. All right. So first, Triple H. that's Triple H. Yeah. My team will be taking on the Hurricane Wampus Cats. Wampus Cats. Ooh. <laughs> will Lamar be able to duplicate his last week output against the Chargers? Maybe. Chargers do give up a lot of points. You have Kelsey against Washington. Rodgers is going against the Bears, who the number eight defense. And they lead the league in sacks, so I hope they kind of stay off Rodgers. I never thought I would ever say those words. But, hey, fantasy-wise, I need them to stay healthy. I'm a little worried about DK Metcalf, what's going to happen in Seattle now that Geno is going to be the quarterback. Shout out to the Barons going all in on Geno, spending the rest of yeah. his uh, money. Very nice. When you look at the Wampus Cats, you know, he's got the two quarterbacks we always talk about, Murray and Herbert and Knox. The tight end, we've talked about it. He keeps killing it every week. Uh, my defense is a little banged up, but I still think I have enough power. Uh, it says I'm favored by 41 points, so I'm going to pick myself again this week to go four and two. Uh, this is quite clearly – I will keep my promise, and I will say my promise every week. I am not going to pick the Wampus Cats, Wampus Cats, whatever type of cats. Um, 
I mean, your, your team, your team seems to be firing pretty well right now. Your, your running backs. Even got I mean, Moss ain't bad. No. Moss, Moss has turned out to be, out to be, you know, somewhat reliable. They seem to be depending on quite a bit. Um, Juju's out. So we'll see Claypool get some more, get some more love. Yeah. Um, amazing catch by him this last week, by the way. Um, Tony Pollard has not taken away from Zeke like, um, like we like some thought he would have, um, like it showed earlier in the year. Now I do agree that James Conner is looking a little bit better, um, taking a lot more share away from um, um, Chase Edmonds. Shout out pharmacist, tough go with him last week. Womp womp. Um, and I am very curious to see. I'm dive, dive, diving deep into the Warpus catch. I told myself I wouldn't do it, but I am curious to see what Almond Ross St. Brown does um, with with the injuries in uh, in Detroit. But nice. uh, for the pick, obviously, the River Rats hate to nice. see you. hate to see your success. River Rats go to four and two. <laughs> Next, we have the Baboli Bearded Bastards taking on the Kanawha County Kings childhood friend matchup. Uh, the Bastards are a little snake bitten, but they are a forty-two point favorite. Spent big time on Geno Smith, like you covered. Uh, Derek Carr against Denver. It's gonna be interesting to see how the uh, Las Vegas Raiders bounce back after this. Tough week that's been going on there. Uh, CMC is probably going to be back. That's McCaffrey, if any of you people didn't know the initials there. <laughs> Though Jacobs is going against Denver, and Denver is the number three defense, and they're only giving up about 85 yards a game. Uh, you look at the Kings. I mean, you know, I was looking at his team and Boston's team. I just don't see on Tim's team where he's got any young players that he can look forward to in the future maybe i guess mac jones uh i think i think both his quarterbacks potentially heineke you think heineke you don't think he's gonna stay i don't know if he's gonna be the i just like the obviously the wampus cats two quarterback system better oh yeah but i just don't we're the jury's still out on mac jones but i just don't see much on this roster to be excited about sorry tim i'm not trying to knock you but I well, think the Bastards are going to get an easy one this week. Well, the thing with Mac Jones, and maybe this is what you need on your team, but the reason why uh, myself, I know Matt was this way, I think maybe Mike, maybe also, um, I could be wrong on that last one, but they were more partial to Zach Wilson. And the reason why is not the players themselves, I don't think, at least not in, in, in my mind, it's is Mac Jones ever going to be able to just cut it loose? Is he ever going to yeah, be able? I mean, I know it's early. It's the rookie it's quarterback. Really you're going to, you're, yeah, it's extremely early. You're going to be able. You're going to protect them. Obviously, it's not like it's not like you know Fields or Lance or, or Lawrence are being able to just fire, fire, fire. Right. Um, but um, I worry about that. I worry about that. You just got a young Kirk Cousins, something like that. You know, in that in that uh, vicinity right. of player, a Jared Goff, or someone like that. Um, maybe not, but we'll see. I just don't. I don't see Bill. He had that one year with Brady where he let Brady fire it off with Moss and that, you know, amazing year. Um, could be wrong. But I do – I am interested to see what they do with Heineke. Um, this is a perfect week for the, the Barons to get um, – Barons? Barons, Bastards. I don't know. I guess we're showing back. I don't know. The Bastard Barons um, to get to get Jacobs with a tough matchup, to get McCaffrey back. He might be eased back. That's a little bit of a fear. But uh, I do like getting Geno in there where it's Jameis on by. So that's kind of why you pay up like like he did. Um, Barons get the win. They go to three and three. 
The Kings fall to one and five. One and five. All right. Next, we got the Marmed Midnight Riders traveling to Dunbar to take on the newly one-win team, finally on the win board. Win board. Is that even a word? Anyways. On the board with a win, I believe, is the phrase we were looking for. Yes. (laughs) Uh, This has the Midnight Riders as a 21-point favorite. You got Teddy going against Las Vegas. It's got Donald as his other number two quarterback. How far Baker Mayfield has fallen on this team. He doesn't even start anymore. It's a strict regiment in Marmette, whether you can start or not. There's no games being played. Yeah. Literally, you're not playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did notice last week, I might have covered it. He did have the most highest points on the bench, but he still got the victory. He had 172 points on the bench. Uh, looking at the comparisons, the Dobermans only have, according to ESPN, three advantages, and that is his two quarterbacks and Najee Harris. What happened to Odell Beckham? Is he done? Because he just looks like trash. Uh, he does have Deontay Johnson, who's going to – I mean, he was already doing really well. Now with Juju mm-hmm. out for the season, that's going to be all – you know, he's going to get a lot of looks. Antonio Brown looks good. Uh, like I said, this team's on the up and coming. Needs a little couple more little spots. He needs a tight end. But I'm going to stick with the Midnight Riders this week. And I think they win by about 10 points. I like, I like the, the specificity of the score. By the way, shout out to uh, getting the winter months here in Florida. I did not realize the old uh, sun goes down in this, in this room a little bit earlier. So we're getting dark here in Melbourne. Uh, now, <laughs> perfect day behind you, by the way. Um, in this game, Marmette and the Dunbar Dobermans. Uh, Baltimore's defense, not what it was, not what we were used to it being. So it's not uh, it's uh, not the scary matchup for Eckler that it would have been or Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. We're going with all the Chargers here this time. Mike Williams uh, showed out, so he got himself back into good graces, uh, back in the lineup. Um, on the Doberman side, Josh Allen is going to eat again this week. Um, Najee Harris also. He has an amazing matchup with the I think Seahawks. If Burrow plays, and I think he is, he'll have a big game against the Lions. Yeah, I do like his matchups a lot. This is going to be a little bit, bit more close. I actually yeah. agree with you, almost your entire prediction. A little bit more close than what than what uh, Marmette might be comfortable with. But the Midnight Riders get the W. All right. Next, we go with your team on the road, taking on the defending champs, Cross Vegas Gamblers. Uh, can't really do a point spread right now because he has – Oh, you can. I'm a 10-point favorite. Lock it in. Yeah, he also has uh, three people not in his starting lineup. Lock it in. <laughs> okay, lock it in. I'll give you the 10-point road favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dalvin Cook uh, should be back. I know he's a little bit questionable now. Uh, he still has Madison in his has, lineup. Yeah, he has that. So, so uh, yeah. Minnesota, I don't even remember who they're playing. Doesn't really matter, I guess. Oh, they're playing Carolina. Actually, it does matter. Yeah, it It does does matter. Because Carolina, I believe, is the number two ranked defense in the league. So that's a tough matchup for him. He does have the GOAT on Thursday. 
against Philly. That's a, that's a great matchup for him. Yeah, I agree. Daniel Jones, I'm a little bit worried about with the Rams. He might get they, – they can get to him. I think he can get rattled. Is Daniel Jones going to play? He's still questionable. I he's haven't followed life. this. I just assumed that he was not – I haven't followed what's happened since the game Sunday. Well, if he doesn't, he'll probably start Carson Wentz. He'll start Carson Wentz, which isn't bad. It's the Texans, yeah. But I just assumed Daniel Jones is not going to – Looking at your team, your running backs have all the advantage compared to his running backs as of right now. Name my what? running backs. Say their names. Okay, Antonio Gibson, Damian Williams, Devontae Booker. Woo! All righty. Nice pickup, by the way. Uh, yeah. I think whoever had Barkley would have picked him up. You would think. We're broke uh, as a joke now in Melbourne. You got Dak going against New England. That might be a little tough. New England's defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that you have to start a Malcolm Brown in your second offensive position. That that, that, that that position's up for up for fight still. We're still oh, you know, okay. We're there's a competition still, for the old OP position. You guys see how the practices work out? Yeah, God. <laughs> if you had a, another quarterback in there, I don't know. I might be able to pick you. I do like Devontae Smith. He has seven catches in both of his last two games. Looking mm-hmm. nice. And he gets that Tampa so, Bay secondary. Yeah, well, they should. You should probably get a lot there. He'll get Sherman on him. You would think, right? Is Sherman Garden the one. I don't know. Maybe he team. might not be. I don't know. And then Mark Andrews stud. With all that said, I'm still going to have to go with the home team here. Uh, sorry. I think the gamblers going to win this by 25 points. 25. I wouldn't even be that mad. Um, all right. Looking at this, let's go to some history that we, uh, that was diverged by divulged, not diverged. It didn't make a turn. Divulged by the, uh, <laughs> By the Thunder Buddies podcast. Uh, shout out to Jaren for putting in the work as far as doing the head to head. That is a lot of work if you don't keep up with it every year. So to start from scratch in the 10 year league is, best commissioner, is really difficult. Best commissioner out there, even yeah, though he's, yes, sir. Even though uh, he's, you know, he's a jerk, but he's good. Um, <laughs> no, he is the best. Record, record against the gamblers one in 11. <laughs> wow. That's truly, that's absolutely awful. Um, and I don't, I don't look to improve that here. Although because of my running back acquisitions and the a and the uh, injuries to the rest of the league, we are somehow in a decent spot. And they're going to start three running backs. I didn't think I'd start three running backs all year. Um, so we might start four in the OP position. Amazing! I would never have thought that. Um, I got one week of glory with two with being able to start two uh, competent quarterbacks, which resulted in a win. By the way, people. If you don't, if you didn't remember, um, I'm going to pick myself still to get this All W. Right. I like um, it. I'm not going to pick against myself this year unless it's painfully over the top obvious. Um, but this ain't it. So if I went two in a row, if I beat the pharmacist and then I beat the defending champ gamblers without Calvin Ridley, without Jerry Judy, with one quarterback, I don't want to. I don't want to put it too mildly. I might be the greatest. All right. Next up, next game. And next up, we got Polka Farmers. getting dark at a rapid pace here. All right, go ahead. Coming off that heartbreak loss to your team last week, going to Roxalana to take on the Renegades. Uh, The Pharmacists, I'm not liking a lot of their matchups this week. Tannehill going against Buffalo, the best defense right now. Then his other quarterback, Cousins, does he even have him in his lineup? He does not right now. So he could go Big Ben, but – I would think if you're trading a first-round pick, you're going to 
put him in your starting lineup. But he's going against Carolina, which is the number two defense. You got Zeke that's banged up going against New England. I touched on how their defense is pretty good. You look at the Renegades, you got Stafford versus the Giants. I think that's going to be a lot of points for Stafford. Goff going against the Bengals. Uh, Swift also against the Bengals, who's still on pace for 98 catches, which is probably hurting, like we said, TJ Hawkinson. He hasn't been getting a lot of catches lately. Right now, the Renegades have Kyle Pitts in his lineup. They're off. So, and the pharmacists have three guys on the lineup that are off. So, can't really go by this point spread. I am liking how the Renegades are looking. Taylor and Swift, nice. How's, I don't even know how Jalen Waddle's been doing this year. Has he been doing all right? Eh. No, he struggled with the, no. the, with Brissett. Um, 42 rank uh, wide receiver on the year, not been great. Sean Flashes, he's got the talent. Yeah. But that quarterback situation there is a rough. Yeah, it's that's tough. I love his uh, defense in this matchup. He's got some really nice players. I don't want to be like Phil and name them all. I know I picked Popa to win it all. And I don't like rooting against them since I predicted them. But I'm going to have to say going with the Renegades. They're an up-and-coming team. I like where they're going. I'm going with them with the win. This week. Um, look, here's the deal. The just to because we haven't hit on enough. Last week's game for the pharmacists. We haven't talked about it enough yet. Last oh, week's we game haven't. for yeah, last week's game for the pharmacists. I don't know if you saw Mr. Diggs. This is just a perfect encapsulation of the of the attitudes down there in Poca. Up there from where I'm at in Poca. Diggs catches that long bomb, doesn't see the defender. I don't know if you all saw this or you remember it. Doesn't see the defender. It appears to me that he starts to showboat like he's going to score a touchdown, gets caught, doesn't catch another ball all night. And honestly, I don't know if the pharmacists are ready to recover from the mental damage that they suffered at the hand of this, of losing the Savage Bowl again. Are you saying his players are reflections? I think they're, I think they're messed. I think, I mean, what you're saying? It's a rough time to be a pharmacist. It's a rough time to be a pharmacist. So, um, look at this. Don't I, I can see it, and Eric sees right through it. The Renegades, the Renegades GM sees right through it too. Don't try to jump on our bandwagon now. <laughs> look, look, you, you didn't love me at four and nine. You can't love me <laughs> at two and three. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, I, I love these I running backs. I like it. I love these running backs. I really like. Um, I really like uh, Stafford, of course. I wish he had Montgomery. He doesn't right now, obviously. But uh, I think they're going to make it through here, um, like you said, at least defensively, uh, like the Renegades to get the W. All righty. So now we go to the game of the week. Some people we mocked have... the game of the week selection last week, and it actually turned out to be very good. Carry on. Yeah, it did. We have the Wake Forest Lumberjacks traveling. That would be north. The South there Hills. That's that's weird. That the South Hills to take on the commission, the Evil Empire, after they've suffered their first loss of the season. Uh, I look at the Lumberjacks, and the first thing I say is, "Uh oh, he only has one quarterback. Mm. He's got a, and it's a rookie, Trevor Lawrence. Mm. And his matchup, he's got Derrick Henry, who's been killing it." He's the number one running back, but he's taking on the Bills. You know that Bills defense is going to be pumped up for that. Mm. Oh, 
I do like Chubbs going against Arizona. Arizona's giving up 139 yards a game rushing. Uh, Lockett without Geno is just like me with DK with a or Lockett with Geno. Right. Um, I, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, you look at the South Hills Evil Empire. I think Mahomes will do all right against Washington. That defense is not as good as everyone thought they were going to be. Uh, Jalen Hurst, I think he's still going to put up points against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's D is not that great. What was his name? Jalen Hurts. Okay. What did I say? I thought you said Hurst. No, I'm. Um, who knows with me? <laughs> I butcher names all the time. <laughs> not us. <laughs> Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase against the Lions. That should be they should feast on that. Hmm. I'm noticing something here. Go ahead, finish your prediction. Okay. <laughs> and completely dark. Cooper Cup's gonna get a ton of points against the Giants. So I think this is gonna be a blowout. Uh, it's pretty sad that it's the game of the week because it's gonna be a blowout. So I'm taking the commish. Easy victory. Look, would you say? That this schedule and these matchups favor one team more than the other? Yes. Look at these matchups. Lawrence, not, I mean, Matt Ryan on by when he's playing at an elite level right now. We already went into it. Derek Henry gets the tough Buffalo defense. Aaron Jones gets Chicago. That's terrible as well. Yeah. Um, and now look on the other side. And Tyler Lockett with Geno. Maybe somebody knew that was going to happen. I look on the other side. Like you said, Washington defense is nothing. The Bengals get uh, for Mahomes. The Bengals get uh, or the Lions. That's awful as well. Miami's uh, rushing defense can't stop anybody. So um, James Robinson gets them. Cooper Cup gets a beat up Giants secondary. This is interesting because one team is five and zero, oh, and that team is going up against the four and one team. And that four and one team happens to do what? What is that four and one team in charge of before the season starts? Schedule. Oh. They make the schedule. I got it right, yes. They make (laughs) the schedule, and they get our, once again, I mean, you just hate to see it. Our pride and joy, young Philip, new father, (laughs) by the way, such disrespect, new father. And um, Oh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, seems like he gets an awfully easy chance to take on what is, by definition, the KDFL's regular season juggernaut that is Mr. Phil Ruxy. At five and zero, oh. he's going to get to derail him here, and all you guys are going to clap and applaud and say, "Commissioner's doing so good. They're so good at the fantasy football." Are you trying to say that the commission really doesn't like Phil? I don't know. I don't know if like I don't. I don't know. I think it. It could be like it could be like a uh, a Ramsey Reek situation. Honestly, I don't know. Um, you know, it is kind of funny because I went through and looked at the schedules. Like my schedule, I didn't look at anybody else's schedule. But I look to see like my key players when they're out, and it seems like every time my key players are out, I'm playing a really good team, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not missing anybody. Is it possible that the that the the man who could not figure out how to make me not play the same person in back to back weeks is also evil genius enough to play? Maybe that's why I had to play the same guy back to back weeks because there's a larger game. Oh, he's playing chess. We're all playing yeah. chess. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out. I'm picking the uh, Evil Empire to bounce back after a loss last week. Improved to 5-1. and one. Uh, Mr. Ruxy gets his uh, first loss of the season, which I believe will uh, which will uh, go hand-in-hand with popping the champagne balls in the KDFL with the last undefeated team falls. Nice. That's it. All right. 
That's it, everybody. We are much more long-winded than I think. Yes, we are. Great so, content. Time to wrap up the show. We're going to do our picks uh, last week. Crap. <laughs> I believe I went five and one. You went four and two. Uh, on the season, I am 22 and eight. You are what? 17 and three. What did you get wrong? I got the. Uh, he doesn't have. He doesn't know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> I got that game of the week. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Locks of the week. Uh, you tied. You had Packers minus three. Finally, a push. So you got 0 and 4 and 1. 0 4 and 1, baby. We got the money back in the bank account this week. I had the, the Bills as my lock and upset. So I won both of those. 2 and 3 with my locks and 3 and 2 with my upsets. Uh, this week. I'm going with Dallas minus three and a half. And of course, I don't have who they're playing. They're playing the Patriots. It's the second Patriots. time you've That's asked right. about that I've specific that. game. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm old. All I good. Can't remember All good. All good. Now, and my upset. Oh, yeah. You have an upset. Yeah. It's my Chargers, not my Chargers. Why did I say my Chargers? Mike's Chargers? Mike's Chargers is what I meant to say. I have them beating the Baltimore Ravens. I like it. I like it. The Chargers an upset. What are they? Four and one? Yes. Oh, what an upset. Wake up on a limb. They're on the road. Oh. Baltimore's three point favorites. Three? Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm doing okay. My upset of the week. Or no, I'm sorry. It's gonna be it's not an upset of the week. Sorry. My pick. I'm not doing this for the reasons people think. Ton of distraction. They're all in the news. Ton of distraction this week, the ultimate distraction. So I'm going with the Raiders getting three and a half at Denver. And here are my reasons. Not it's not some symbolic pick of their overcome. No, it's not like that. Because if they were playing the Chiefs this week, they would get smoked because of everything that's happened. But I feel like one, I feel like it's gonna be a good thing to be on the road this week instead of at home. Because what if you have the what if you have the dynamic of the hometown fans boo the organization and do all that? Like yeah. that can create a whole big problem. They're on the road, that's good. And they're playing a very gettable opponent. The clock has kind of struck midnight on the Broncos. They came back to the earth after that hard start where they played no one. So um, I like the opponent that they have. And I also like it with the interim head coach that they went with. Apparently, he is a, a very strong offensive mind and hopefully is really gonna is really gonna, you know, not handcuff the offense. So Apparently the coach the coach pick is very popular in the locker room, and I don't think a lot of people are going to be on the Raiders because of all the distraction. So I am going Raiders plus three and a half on the road, Denver. All right. I also wanted to add Brett, you suck. And with that, we will give out the phone number to call us KDFL number one zero one nine zero one six zero nine KDFL. That's one nine zero one six zero nine KDFL. You can reach Detroit at Detroit eight three seven four on Twitter. You can reach Phil Ruxy at Phil Ruxy R U K S E. I am at Brett Steel Two, and the podcast is obviously at the KDFL podcast. So for Jonathan Detroit Haynes, for Mister Phil Milking Opportunity Time Ruxy, I'm Brett Steel, and we will see you next week with better lighting right here on the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast.